Oh man, what are you talking about? I love being Little Spoon. You love being Little Spoon? Little Spoon is life. If anyone, any man who says they don't like being Little Spoon when they, when they, with their woman, they're lying. Or they just like being Big Spoon. I mean, like, I could be Big and Spoon too, but Little like Spoon's that. also nice. I like that. I like that, you know, diversity. Because I don't want to always be, you know, believe it or not. I don't always want to be the little spoon. Like, I like cuddling and taking up all the damn room, and I will, like, throw my legs over you and, like, just invade all your space. But that's what happens if you're cuddling. Yeah, you just taking up space always. Um. Anyways, sorry. Let's start it off with a quick intro. What's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to episode three now. I'd like to thank all you guys for tuning in to uh, the Mixed Mentality podcast. We have one of your hosts right here, Theo. I'm very happy to be back and we'll be recording another episode. I just want to say a quick thanks to everyone. Um, by the time we're recording this, our first episode has already dropped. Our second one is coming soon. I just want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in to the first episode. Oh, I forgot the AKAs. Sorry. Um, I'm Theo, AKA. Um, I got the Light Skin Prince recently, AKA the Light Skin Prince. My favorite, a.k.a. V- VP of Light Skin Affairs. And so you a fool for that Light Skin Prince nickname. You know damn well what you did. Insane <laughs> from time. Don't feed, feed the, the animals. animals. Don't feed the animals. Say it twice so I know you meant it. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's 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 all my favorite oh, AKAs today. It's going to be just stick with those two. But um, just go back to that. I want to thank everyone for tuning into our first podcast. And um, thanks for all the feed- feedback. And, um, you know... I just appreciate it, and if there's anything we can improve, feel free to uh, DM me at uh, on Instagram at, at Theo M. Collins. Uh, uh, you know, we'd really like that to see how we can improve and make our podcast um, the best possible. And, sorry, I've been blabbering on. Uh, mm. I got my co-host right beside me. Yo, you know who it be? Baby Badu, a.k.a. Indigo Slim, a.k.a. about to be Baby Blue, about to be Baby Blue Slim, because I'm about to dye my hair Baby Blue after this, because... Is it Indigo Slim because you're wearing a purple do-rag right now? No, Indigo Slim was uh, for my IG picture, when my hair was like, I looked like a grape, and then I just wrote Indigo Slim, and I was like, ooh, that's cool, but... If she was any lighter, she'd look like a whole uh, cup of lean. My hair did look like a cup of lean. Honestly, though, it did. It was the same color as lean. Yeah. I just didn't have the ice cubes. Or for those in Montreal, uh, look like a nice tall glass of... Uh, goon juice? Goon juice. <laughs> shout oh, out to the goon juice. Uh, that stuff is pretty great. Um, if yes, you know, you know. Shout out to the goon juice. See you off the <laughs> Anything else? Anything else you, you want to you wanna say um, in the show? Nah, just, you know, happy made to episode three. You know, third time's a charm. Um... Yeah, and also thank you for all the love on that first episode, by the way. I've been getting bare DMs, um, bare comments, bare retweets, and I want to say thank you for all the love. Keep listening. We're going to try to keep this up for as long as we can hold it down. We're going to be balancing school soon. Theo here goes back, I think, on Monday? Yeah, that's going to be Monday, uh, January uh, 6th. Yes, we do record our podcast in advance. Um, I'm pretty sure most podcasts do that. But I go back on January 6th. Uh, Jada, still in CJB. Yeah. Go back to the 17th, so like 10 days out. Yeah, but, you know, we're going to still try and get this podcast out and because um, we love doing it, we really enjoyed it, and um, we're glad to see that everyone else enjoyed it. 
So, you know, sticking kind of a little bit, a little bit with the themes of, uh, of uh, um, episode one and two, we're going to still kind of talk about a little bit, um, you know, what happened in the last year and in the last decade since we are just in the first month of 2020. Because, you know, I think that not only that, 20, you know, the 2010s were huge for Jada and I because, you know, we started off at 11 years old and we finished at 21 if that if my math is correct yeah, yeah. um yeah. and you know for us that for us that's kind of for us that's kind of crazy though i mean like that's a huge chunk of life 10 years like i mean it's not like we went from 60 to 70 years old we you know we that from, all our whole teenage years that's that's big in our lives so i there's been a lot of a lot of pop culture especially with you know how it's more accessible through social media it, it's really affected our lives i've noticed and um, it's probably gonna affect our, our lives for the for the future for a long time. Yeah, cause you have to, this is the decade. Uh, what a friend of mine pointed out to me yesterday. This is the decade where we turn thirty. You know what I mean? It's crazy to think about. Yeah. Like we're gonna be like at the end of the decade, we're gonna be thirty. And like you know, thinking back to you know twenty ten, I was like I was eleven years old. I mean, I was eleven, twelve. I was watching Hannah Montana. And, you know, that was my life. Hannah Montana, come home from school. I got Molly. I got white. Hannah Montana, not that <laughs> Hannah. Before Migos made it, you know, a track. I was, I was, you know, just watching TV. I'd be on my little computer. My mom, it wasn't even my computer. It was my mom's computer. And, like, that was just my life. It was just so simple. And then now I'm looking at stuff and it's like, man, I got work. It's funny how it comes for a circle now because it's uh, 2010 we were watching Hannah Montana and now Disney Plus is a thing. We still be watching that. Oh, I have I've low-key been sleeping on Disney Plus. I just haven't. Just I've been watching Disney like, Plus is fire. No, I have it. I just don't watch it. Like, I, I forget that I have it. And uh, so I'll, be, I'll just be watching... What am I watching? I've been watching a lot of Fresh Prince. I can't even lie. <laughs> I'm happy they brought it back on Netflix. Yeah, so did I. I needed that. That's a good, like, it's a very, like, low-commitment show to just kind of watch when you're eating, and you can kind of really start from anywhere. Yeah, honest, for like, sure. If you know the show well enough, you can kind of start from anywhere. So. Yeah, Fresh Prince is, is a great show. It's I definitely think it's it's in my top five, maybe top three. It's yeah. top yeah, three 100%. favorite of all time. 100%. And, no, definitely an incredible show, and... And yeah, I mean, like, I saw, of course, on New Year's Eve, everyone with the Uncle Phil. Oh, rest in peace, to Uncle Phil. Peace, Uncle Phil. Phil, of course, he passed away last decade. I mean, I don't. I to be honest, I don't know much of his his work behind, like, in front of the camera or behind the camera. If he did do directing, past Fresh Prince, but I mean, like, he was definitely someone who, who was, for those who who did watch Fresh Prince, were like huge in their lives. I mean, like, you even saw how much. It affected J. Cole and his, you know, yeah, he mentioned yeah. it a few times in his music. Like, in TV alone, honestly, hands down, one of the best, like, the best TV dad. If, like, if not the best, one of the best. He's, like, in the top five. Yeah. It's, like, not even just within black television shows, but within all, within all TV shows, he's one of the best TV dads, I find. Yeah. I do have to say, uh, Billy Ray would be in the top five because he let his teenage daughter be a whole pop star. Facts. And managed to keep it a secret. That's true. That's what the, that's some, and no one recognized him when he put on sunglasses and a fake mustache. That's some bullshit. You really gonna tell me if I put on if I put it if I put on okay, my hair's blonde now. So let's say if I put on like a blue wig, you're gonna tell me nobody gonna recognize me and I'm gonna have a whole pop career. But she put that little blonde wig on her head from Party City, and all of a sudden, oh my god, it's Hannah. Was it? Like you don't tell me. Nobody, it's kind of crazy though. Her own best friends didn't realize. Like, bro. I mean, like, let's let, let's be honest though. It, I find like kind of. That show's kind of interesting how they did it. They Disney legitimately created a musician mm-hmm. and made 
not a reality show made it like a fake show about it but she was a real musician in real life yeah like she's still going on tour and stuff like that's kind of crazy and it's an interesting and i'm surprised it's never been done again like black mirror ashley O. oh yeah and it was by <laughs> and miley cyrus with ashley O. see true full circle first true. like full true. circle Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna kind of lead that into uh, our main talking point for this episode is going to be um, the people who define the 2010s. Um, in my mind, there are a lot of people that come to the top, you know, come uh, to to mind uh, when I think of that. Uh, yeah, Rihanna. We can start off with Rihanna. I, I mean, like, look, she especially in the past few years, I think she's really defined it in in ways that people don't know i mean everyone goes where's her music where's her music but if you look at her fashion line you look at at her her makeup i mean i don't know a huge huge amount of it but about what she's doing and you know very in detail but i think that she's like branching out um outside of music which is what a lot of musicians you'll see start doing it but she was one of the first you can also say like jay-z puff were also people who did it as well dre you know but you're she definitely was one of the first, one of those trailblazers, and and being a strong um, Caribbean, I might say. Uh, shouts out, I think this is her mother from Guyana. You know, I can't, I can't skip past that without yeah, shouting she's out. Guyanese. She's part Guyanese. She's just as much Guyanese as me, and I claim Guyanese, so that's pretty proud. But pretty proud about that. But uh, you know, I think that being a strong black woman, um, also, you know, it was great. She's just a great role model as well. So yeah, she was pretty huge. She started off. She started off the decade, I think she had, she just come out of that whole, you know, thing with Chris Brown, you know, and she dropped, uh, what was it? That was right when Rude Boy came out and like, what's my name? Started the decade, you know? And that now, was Loud was the, no, what was the? Was, there was Rated R and then there was Loud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, and what she was, what was that? Talk That Talk. Mm. That one. So she had like, like started the decade, you know, and at this point she's huge, right? And you wouldn't believe that at the end of the decade, you know, she hasn't dropped an album since 2016, but she has this, like, iconic makeup line. And on top of that, she has a lingerie line. And on top of that, she has a fa- she has a clothing line, which on top of that is a high-fashion clothing line. It's not, like, something you're going to find, like, at Walmart. Yeah, or, like, and a collab with like, Puma. Exactly, you know, or, like, at H&M. No, like, this is a high-fashion line. I remember, like, hella people being mad when the, when the line dropped because, like, oh, my God, it's so expensive. It's like, well, what do you expect? It's like, it's Riri. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and she just, she just killed it. And, like, she made her own empire, you know? Yeah. Kind of like how Kylie did with her lipsticks. Like, that's literally it. Like, she, she was already famous for one thing and then just completely branched out and killed it in something else. I think that's amazing. Yeah, and, like, I, th- I think, I think that's pretty incredible. I mean, like, she wouldn't be the first person who comes to mind, in my opinion, who defined the decade. But, but I think that's also because she's been low-key in her music. She's been doing stuff a little bit. I mean, like, I, you know, I don't necessarily shop for women's lingerie so i i don't see it as much but you know she she has been she has been killing it she has been killing it um i i think i want to mention one person and you know i had to mention him first we all know why and you could say someone that i wish ended up with her is is my boy drizzy drake (laughs) drizzy drake rogers you know i think drake um he dominated he dominated the music scene in in the 2010s i mean he came in swinging with Thank Me Later. He did. Yeah, Thank Me Later didn't get as much love, but it's still a fire album. And then you can't forget the fact that Take Care. I remember getting tickets to Drake's to a Drake show. Um, it was the tour for Nothing Was the Same, and yeah, I remember people right. make funny making fun of me for they're like, "You're going to see Drake?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, I love Drake." And Drake was big also for me because 
he's also like you know a white mom black dad jewish from canada that's exactly what i am you know and it, i thought it was pretty cool to have someone like that that's the first person i ever saw you know looked at him and like who was famous and looked at like man yo that that's me right because i always saw people who were like in the media who were white and then i saw people who were black and then it was like damn man like this one's mixed race he's exactly like me and i thought that was so cool he came from Degrassi too like that was wicked like his come up was wicked also like, he spent the early 2000s on Degrassi and then I remember first track I heard from him was uh forever like you know with Kanye oh of course and it's and classic uh, Weezy and I remember like seeing that and I'm like I don't know what this is and then I saw him and I'm like that's the that's the that's wheelchair Jimmy that's wheelchair Jimmy I'm like okay fun fact I actually thought I didn't see any early episodes then before he got shot in the show. So I thought he was in a wheelchair. Like, naturally, I'm like, oh, you could walk. <laughs> I bet. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Shoot. I'm, okay, okay, okay. I mean. But, man, he just, the, the, the trajectory that his career took from 2010 till now is, like, is incredible. Because now he has something called the Drake effect. Like, you ever see those videos where an artist is performing and they bring Drake out and everybody loses their mind? Yeah. Or the fact that, you know, Drake can have a feature on somebody's track. And also make and he's up. so versatile, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's done he's done R&B. He's His done, cosigns are incredible, though. He's done R&B. He's done, like, alternative R&B. He's done, you know, Afro beats. He's done, you know, super, like, almost drill-type beats. He he has range, man. Like, he's done, what's it called? Um, The British rap. Uh, it's on the tip of my grime. tongue. Grime. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think Drake is influenced. And uh, there's one thing I want to bring up. I don't know if any of you guys watched the interview he did with Tidal. It's like a two and a half hour interview. It's very long, yeah, but yeah, he, yeah. he did it, dropped on, on on Christmas or Christmas Eve. And it, it's very interesting because everyone talks about him being one of the most dominant artists of the decade, artists of the decade, artists of the decade. And, and I totally agree. And there's this, he mentions, he says, but everyone also says, never mentions he's a black artist. Right? And, and, and which you know he's mixed race and i understand why but the only reason why i bring this up is because it's because there's a one comedian my one of my personal favorite comedian trevor noah points out he's trevor noah's mixed race as well and he says that everyone sees you as mixed race until you make it famous and then it's like oh they're black alicia keys obama all mixed race people but they're famous they're black and it's just interesting how Drake, and I'm trying to like think why, and I think it's also because he's kind of, everyone's, he's been that stereotypical light skin, you know, what everyone talks about, I think mm -hmm. that's why, but yeah, 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 yeah. no one's been like, oh my gosh, the most dominant artist of this decade, of the past decade was black. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think, I think also it kind of has to do with him being kind of one of the more like go-to friendly rappers in a sense. Like, out of like if you look at all the rappers that are popular like, a lot of them have like big scandals with something where it's like it's something either really bad like they have a record i mean he was hiding a child he <laughs> push it really didn't have to say it like that it said like a whole nigerian... he wasn't hiding a, cho a child whole one of those nigerian movies like you're hiding a child like <laughs> let that boy come home <laughs> that was i remember hearing that and my jaw dropped i was just like okay all right all right okay um i'm gonna need drake to respond now <laughs> I, we still don't know what that child looks like and i want to see i but mean he, he did describe him he said that he's got like these really descriptions ain't pictures but he said, i want a picture he said he doesn't look like he doesn't look like his kid his kid doesn't look like him he said in the interview he said that his kid has got like these big blue eyes and curly hair i feel like the child does look like him i feel like i, I feel, feel like, like the child eyebrows, is going to be so I like, beautiful i feel like those eyebrows carry over because listen <laughs> those eyebrows are hold thick a nation they are thick like my love for him <laughs> Jeez. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's just interesting to see how, how people see different, you know, how see see race in different people. And it changes from person to person. Um, another person who I like to say I think ran the decade um, is uh, is uh, Miss Michelle Obama. Ooh, true. You're my favorite first lady. The only first lady I can really, like, I mean, name off the top of my head. I, I I mean, like, I don't think she didn't... I mean, just... Look, she started in 2008 as the first lady, but mm-hmm. I, I I don't think... It's not like... Uh, she she dropped a book, which I heard was really great. I need to read it. And she didn't... It's not like she, she did any necessarily one big thing, but just being this icon. It's like, you know, Beyonce drops music, but mm-hmm. she's still, like, bigger than music. Yeah, of course. Right? People like worship her like crazy. Yeah, like when I think Beyonce, I don't think greatest R and B artist. I think, oh my God, icon. Yeah, R&B exactly. Like, um, I also don't. Consider, I don't think I consider her the greatest R and B artist anymore. But like, if I think like, I don't just think of one. But I think of like icon. Like, I don't just think of like, oh yeah, okay, like singer. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because she's so many different things. Mm-hmm. But like Michelle Obama, I just see her as an icon, as someone who's empowered, um, young black women and just women in general. Mm-hmm. I think she's so empowering and 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 strong and like and speaks out and and i think that she's someone who's definitely when we look back she'll and we see the leaders of tomorrow a lot of them will come and say yeah i was inspired by michelle obama and that's why i think she yeah. was so influential because people are going to look back and be like think about it and they'll be like yeah it was all her i wish she ran for president instead of freaking kamala harris oh, she a damn narc <laughs> um she and- a whole narc <laughs> She dropped out actually, which I'm like, yeah. You, oh, you she did. She, yeah, oh, I didn't I think know. she was gonna win. She got, she got too much hate. Plus, there's a lot of flag for her being like transphobic and stuff, and mm. not really being for black people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, which, like, and honestly, if you look at the receipts, there's a thread on Twitter. I'll, I'll send it to you after. But like, it was like, yeah, no, this is not looking good for you. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. Anyone runs, and then it's like you, your Twitter is gonna get yeah. exposed. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't her Twitter. It was like people just posting like. um like things that she had done while like you know being in law and everything like that mm. like, just a lot of like scandals and situations that she'd been caught up in and it was like oh this is interesting okay i think you're not un- really for the people you just look like us <laughs> i think i think uncle phil should run for president not the actor the actual character in the show <laughs> superior court judge <laughs> why not why not why not um let, let's move on to out of out, out of music i mean like you know beyonce beyonce uh ran the decade there's so many more people who did that you can say you know oprah totally ran the decade as well well yeah she's um, financially ahead of the rest of us that's true like, <laughs> you can say you can say jay-z the first rapper to be become a billionaire with his all oh, big man. money moves him, i mean what like, i loved is that him and diddy had that contest to see who's gonna become the first like the black billionaire first that was literally the, it was like the biggest flex and it was hilarious and i was so here man for it. man sent out rolexes yeah. as party invitations rolexes yeah like I want to do that. <laughs> like, yeah, come to my party. Here's a Rolex. <laughs> That's some big money shit. Um, it really is. You gotta have monies, monties, multiple bank accounts, yeah, and multiple area codes. Yeah, man, man is 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 doing well financially. I mean, yeah. like, you can look at Kanye has been extremely influential. Kanye well, um, took a major shift. This whole. I, I mean, he was he was influential. He, uh, the media was all about him. I know it's crazy to think that the start of the decade he was my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, you know, Amber Rose, Kanye, and the end of the decade saying that he's gonna marry a porn star, which 
To be I mean, fair, to be fair, he did. I watched that video. It wasn't that good. Um, <laughs> it really wasn't that good. Um, I'm a, if it comes to Ray J, I'm gonna just stick to his little one wish. You know, that's that's, that's stay in your lane. Um, <laughs> wait, was geez. it was it Ray J? It was Ray J, right? Yeah, it was Ray J. That's what I thought. I was like, it's either because then he had the track. Or... I hit it first. Yeah, I'm like, it's either Ray J or Reggie Bush. Cause no, know, definitely but... not Reggie Bush. I know, but yeah, I know. Like, and in the end of the decade, you know, he's all Jesus is King, and he's married to Kim Kardashian, and they have like five kids, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay, and like honestly, when it comes to his music, like I'm not the huge like fan that I that I was back in 2010. You know what I mean? Or like throughout the de- like just throughout the decade period, like my love for his music definitely shifted. Like I remember when Jesus dropped, I remember thinking initially I remember thinking it was horrible. And then I think as the older I got, the more I kind of developed like an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what will happen with like these albums. But so far, I've just been kind of like, eh, like it's okay. Yeah. Like, I'm, not, I'm not really like, I'm not like the fan I was with like, let's say like Dark Fantasy. Yeah, or exactly. Or even like Pablo, which was fire. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's changed. I'm just looking more in the sense of like what the media talks about and, and, and what's been popping. I mean, you can also look at the whole Jenner Kardashian um, as, uh, you know, that whole family has been extremely influential um i want to put a pull a um caitlin jenner paving the way for a lot of trans women i mean uh, i know that there were ones before but you know she was the first of men of to do a lot of things beyond covers of magazines i think was was huge but i, I just want to shift to kind of a section that we we had talked about and i want to mention three of people in particular and one of them i want to talk about is lebron Braun on and off the court, I think he has done, especially in the past years with his I Promise school, said that, you know, you want to be bigger than an athlete and use that influence you have to change. And I think that's one thing that a lot of athletes are going to follow. And I think that they should follow, which is incredible. Um, Number two of these women, I think, are also athletes that I want to kind of put together is Serena Williams and Simone Biles. Serena Williams in the sense that I feel like she opened the door for that. Everyone talks about the greatest athlete of all time, the greatest athlete of all time, always as a man. And what she's done is opened the door to the conversation being like, yeah, well, also a woman can be the greatest athlete of all time. You can look at um, Serena. You can look at Lindsey Vaughn in skiing. You can look at Simone Biles, who is quite young and is relatively have a young career, but is still, you know, breaking down... She's barriers rules. she's changing rules and and that's what both serena and and simone manuel uh simone biles sorry did um both of them were in white mostly predominantly white sports with white women who are you know extremely skinny and a very elegant and as they played and they just brought this kind of power to it and and uh, you know serena though she's muscular she's thick mm. she's like in a good you know just power and that and and which has brought her to the top two i think it's like 22 major trophies or 22 or 21 22 23 um majors and then tied or or she either has the highest or she's tied and then you look at simone biles where the sport's always been the nadia comunichis who are like super thin kind of white women and she's just brought changed it around be like yo we're just gonna go for power and and but Absolutely. still stay like very elegant, but just change it, and 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 I and I respect that. I I think that they were extremely influential, and I think you know maybe more Simone Biles because she's a little bit, she's a little bit younger. But those two are going to continue into the twenty yeah, twenty. Yeah, one hundred percent. 
And Serena also, she won a major while pregnant. You know? Let's be honest. Thought, like, <laughs> she started playing again after she was pregnant. Like, yeah. She went through a lot with her pregnancy. Like, like yeah. her health was at risk. You know what I mean? Also, and, like, she was unstoppable. Yeah. Shout out as well to Allison Felix, who, if not a lot of people know who she is, she's a track runner. Um, she's American. If I'm not, she's Olympic gold medalist, multiple Olympic medalist, and she had a baby, took time off, came back, and I think she ran at the world championships in track. And I think she might have even won a medal too. So also shout out to her as well because her and Serena are breaking down that that kind of being mothers and you know still able to continue on and and with, with their passions even after having the kids and not having to you know stay in that oh I'm gonna stay with my kids kind of kind of lane and and it's yeah, I don't just know not giving up on like their yeah. their careers yeah and being able to balance both and still especially with something like you know being an athlete you know and having a child those are two very like demanding things because they both you know heavily involve your body yeah you know so your health is being impacted severely and like both in both you know decisions so i think for her to be able to still be consistent and like take time off and then be able to come back and kill it was just so like inspiring to watch i remember walking watching the documentary she i think it's called being serena Mm. It was called, yeah, I remember watching it and just seeing like what she went through and everything and it was She also has a clothing line too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing I saw it on Twitter actually a couple of days ago. Um but yeah, I remember watching that documentary and just being like, Wow, like Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Like I don't like I was I was in shock. I was just like like that she's unstoppable. She's in my yeah. top as far as athletes go, she's in my top three. Easily. She's in my top three easily. Yeah. She wore that all black cat suit, she wore the black tutu. I mean stuff like that. They're breaking down barriers. They're doing stuff that, that no one has and to be to be black it's even i find it even like more inspiring and you know yeah. as someone who 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 is a, a visual minority you know i'm as well a competitive swimmer and i look look around me usually on the pool deck or on my team and they're not as many visual minorities it's it's visible. mostly do i say visible minorities. did i say visual yeah you said my visible. bad <laughs> visible <laughs> minorities and you know the majority of the people are you know are are white and you know th that's cool but sometimes it's tough right you look around and it's like oh there's only there's, you know there's only myself or and, and and it's difficult and a lot of people don't understand why they why i find it difficult and i can't really explain it but sometimes it is where you don't really see as many people like you but you know it, it's inspiring even though they're not swimmers to see these people break through and and be big in sports that are predominantly white I, yeah, to me, I, I find it incredible, and and, and I, I like to see that and continue and say that, you know, sport, you know, you don't have to stick to the, you know, sport goes beyond race. It's it's, yeah. for, it's for everyone, and it should be included. And I'm not saying that, oh, all of a sudden, you know, black people should all go and start playing tennis and all go start playing golf or start swimming or start playing curling or something like that. I get it. I You know, it's, it's not going to happen, but... I think that it's nice to recognize those who have broken down the barriers. Yeah, 100%. I think anybody, also I want to say, I think anybody who's hating on Serena Williams is either just scared or ignorant. Yo, everyone who's hating on her has to stop, though. People, you can't make people stop hating, but you can't say they're either stupid, scared, or ignorant. So, but no, yeah. I think that, nah, she, she's, she's awesome. She's so sick. Real talk. Real talk. Um, all right, I'm gonna come back to you. Um, <laughs> as far as far as people, as far as, as far as people who've defined, you know, the 2010s. I mean, there's so many other people we can say. I don't think we're gonna go through all of the people, but um, 
I think that these people have shaped at least mine and I'm sure Jada's life um, and have inspired us and and yeah we're just very thankful to have them and 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 you know be able to uh, be able to see them in in the public and and all that stuff and inspire us as well I think I'm trying to think of other people who defined the 2010s for me um Okay, anybody who knows me knows it's okay. This is such a cliche answer for me to say, but like, you trying to tell me that Kendrick Lamar ain't defined to twenty tens? He started off twenty eleven with Section eighty. W- waited two no, he waited a year. Dropped Good Kid, Mad City, which is one of the most iconic hip hop albums of all time. Not just in twenty in twenty tens, yes, it's in like the top five, but overall, I think it's one of the most iconic hip albums. Manages to follow up with Pimp Butterfly. Which not everybody loves and or understands because it is a very deep, complex album, but it is a masterpiece. And then kind of, he kind of combined like the he kind of made it. I feel like Damn was less complex than Tip of a Butterfly, but it still had that more like it had still had like club bangers on it mm-hmm. as opposed to like Tip of a Butterfly didn't really have that many club bangers on it. But I think he kind of just like circled back and kind of combined like stuff from both albums to make that like that piece of beauty I yeah but yeah i just think he's just been killing it all 20 and like yeah all i think i think what he, i think i think we should definitely mention him as far as for sure i agree people go i think what he also did is he proved it and alongside with other rappers like j cole and um and he was the think. first rapper to win a pulitzer prize true 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 yeah yeah i think he just proves that rappers like him who don't always talk about you know that don't always glorify glorify drugs and sex and gang banging i think it proves that those rappers who spit the truth and talk about real experiences and talk about life are the ones that are gonna last you know those who are all like you know you know there there are examples you know Migos have lasted you know throughout the years but a lot of these rappers and I'm sorry to call it out and my brother's gonna hate me for this like Blueface <laughs> I'm sorry like in my opinion I don't think he's gonna last very long he might ha- he might have a good flow but the ones that really talk about real things and, and real issues and are respectful I don't say respectful but like aren't just talking about look at his face Disrespectful. He's disrespectful. But I Look mean, like, they're, they're going to get clout. They're going to get popular for a little bit. And then, but, you know, the, you know, we're not talking about them now. And I don't yeah, think we'll be talking them at, not, yeah. yeah, we won't be talking about them in 2030. Nice. <laughs> like, like what Drake said on Paris Morton music, you know, like, only real music is going to last. Yeah. All the bullshit is here today and gone tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> no, that wasn't Paris Morton music. Yeah, it was. It was called K, Pound Cake slash Pound Paris Cake. Morton music, whatever. I just remember it being called like it was like Pound Cake slash Paris Morton music too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like you know what song I was talking about? Didn't yeah, you? exactly. There I was go. like, wait, what? Of course, Pound on the cake. intro and Pound Cake. Um, just to finish up the last little bit, um, you know, we might be a little bit late to the party talking about this, but um, the biggest thing that happened at the beginning of uh, of uh, of the year is uh, World War Three. Guys, World War Three. Listen, I'm all for the memes, but like real talk, um, 
Actually, I don't know why I'm worried. You gotta have 20-20 vision to get drafted. I got these glasses on my head. I don't even know my prescription. <laughs> I don't know my prescription because I'm pretty sure the number doesn't go that low yet. I don't think they know my prescription. Jada's blind blind. <laughs> and I said it twice because I really meant it. I hate you. My vision is not funny. I'm probably gonna need surgery before I'm 30. But, nah, I mean, the amount of memes that have come out of it is just, hel- it's hilarious, but it's frightening. But it was like overnight though. Like overnight, overnight memes. It was. And, like, on one hand, it's, it's funny. And, like, we're all going to laugh, but at the same time, it's, like, we actually are faced with the possibility of World War Three, And, like, I don't need to remind y'all what happened in World War Two, but, like, that didn't, that wasn't a, a pleasant experience for anybody. Um, yeah. Even the Germans. So, like. I mean, yeah. It, it's it's, it's kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. Like, it, like, I do think about it kind of like, okay, so our planet's dying because, you know, our environment is shit. But then on top of that, we're probably going to be faced with World War Three. So I say we are here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, just enjoy it. Uh, why not? Feel blessed. Yeah. <laughs> Feel blessed. Sit back. Have a drink. Listen to our podcast and enjoy shoot, life. Shoot your shot because obviously life might be very short. Yeah. Ten years goes by real quick. Shoot your shot. It's true. It's true. Um, personally, in my opinion, I don't think World War Three is going to happen. I think it all comes down to Trump just being... A fucking asshole and like we don't need to delve into it because it's just a long road to come back to say he's an asshole again um so my mom bought trump toilet paper for christmas because he is an asshole and he belongs with the shit Get it? yeah, yeah. but uh look i mean like <laughs> it was stupid of him and i think cory booker kind of you know i don't know too much about what's going on in iran but cory booker um made a good point where he said like you know there are issues going on there's issues with the u.s and in iran but trump should have handled it better and i agree i mean he did some things that possibly might find out they might find be to be illegal um or probably might already be illegal i don't know um very much about the law in that sense so he's facing impeachment and on top of that his term is done um i don't is he running for re-election? I feel like he is. I think automatically you kind of are. Not necessarily, no. Unless he's publicly said it, but I think he would have publicly said it already because they would have had to do the election for the Republican primary. Mm-hmm. So whoever gets elected next, it's like, that's their mess to clean up. I hope they are really diplomatic. Hey, if Obama can clean up the recession in 2008... You're not. I mean, it's difficult, but I feel like because Trump was the president before, leaders are going to understand a little bit more. I feel like they might just put up their hands and be like, look, you both, we all know that we had an asshole in there before. <laughs> and that doesn't represent us. Let's try and work with it. I feel they'll look and be like, yeah, you're right. America to Trump is like, America being like, yeah, that's my mom's cousin, but we don't mess with that side of the family. <laughs> like, that's what it literally is. That's what it feels like, man. Like, once he leaves Austin, like, yeah, that was that cousin that was in the family one time. We don't talk to them no more. It's kind of like how the fact that, like, Jim Jones killed a bunch of people in Guyana. Like, we don't talk about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yo, like you, Guyana, let's, let's I'll hear you rep Guyana until the day you die. But it's like, Jim Jones, oh, no, we don't talk about no, that. No, we don't talk about... Do not, drink we the, we, do not drink the the Kool-Aid. He's like, I don't even drink Kool-Aid now. <laughs> Dude, I'm too scared. No, it's true. Like, Or like, I remember someone once, you know, it's a fortunate thing to say, but I remember when I started Dawson, I was telling a family friend or something, and they're like, oh, wait, that that school sounds, sounds very familiar. It's like, oh, yeah, because there was a shooting there. Like, 
Oh yeah, because Dawson. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like you know, there's just some things don't mention. I think that eventually Trump is just gonna be someone that like we laugh about, and that that dark time, that dark uh, four period, four year period in the states where Trump was president. And honestly, I think the funniest thing is gonna be when I have kids in the future, and they're gonna come home and be like, did that shit really happen? And be like, uh, sit down, let me tell you about this. These four years. Or they're gonna see like. If they see like reruns on TV, they're gonna see Celebrity Apprentice and be like, "Hey, isn't that a former president?" And it's like, "Yeah, we don't talk about that." <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, like, it's kind of weird though. In the past, though, prime ministers and presidents have been just kind of—I don't say regular citizens, but like businessmen. Yeah. I wish I could say businessmen and women, but businessmen yeah. and people just of the public who kind of were—it's like a mayor in a small town. Like he owns a success mm-hmm. successful fishing business, and then it's like, oh why don't you run for mayor and they do it's kind of yeah, like Obama. he's just out here jet skiing and living his best life you know he's still dropping his little end of year playlist and stuff it's cute yo like, Obama's end of year playlist <laughs> is yo, hilarious always fire. Always he's, fire. He's, he, how do you guys the baby on it you know I can I can see him listening to the baby he's out here just in the Caribbean like kissing babies and stuff and like he's just so unbothered living his best life you know he got the color back in his skin his hair probably started growing in black again oh. look at that you see you see what happens when you leave a toxic relationship your skin start glowing up you live good life he had to go this toxic relationship <laughs> with what Congress or Senate or America America <laughs> um yeah I mean like as you said like just to, we're getting a bit off track but I think that Trump is just gonna be this guy that we talk about in the past be like oh like remember that one yeah it's like remember hey isn't that your friend like it's never really when your parents say isn't that your friend is never your friend it's it's usually somebody you hate someone you hate or someone you used to date or someone you used to sleep with yeah and you don't like them no more and you don't talk to them no more it's It's never your real friend it's it's never it's never your real friend it's always some dark period in time you choose to overlook but your friends will never let you forget (laughs) yeah you're like nah, nah. Like, it could be like it could be a little thing. It could be someone like, oh, you whine, you were whining with a girl in a club, you know, and you and the lights come on and you find out, <laughs> a girl low key look like Miss Piggy, and then your friends <laughs> never let you forget it, and they call you Kermit for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm dead. Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, I guess all of you, if you haven't. Uh, made uh if you haven't clued in yet you can all see where our political views are or some of it at this point <laughs> um but i think uh we're gonna we're gonna end the podcast episode three there um we just like to thank every one of you guys and uh and girls for um tuning into to episode three and and we just hope that you guys enjoy it as i said feel free to dm uh, myself theo at theo m collins on instagram if you guys want to say something constructive you know what we can improve on if you just want to say you know we love it keep you know doing a great job you know we would really love that and we just want to improve our podcast to make sure that it's the best for everyone and you know people who are listening really like it um you can also dm jada at baby badu r.i.p all right sorry at r.i.p baby badu um and uh, just just let us know let us know what you think and and how we can improve or if you know we're doing a great job just keep what we're doing um so thank you guys please feel free to share the podcast with all your friends um 
and I know everyone's getting back to school, back to work. It's kind of a perfect time if you're in a traffic jam on the way to work, on the way home. If you want to listen to something light, start off your day, end off your day on a light note. Maybe, you know, hear our opinions, all that. That'd be great. If you want, you know, minimum wage job, you got a one hour break and you need something to calm you down because, you know, customers be wilding. Trust me. Ooh. Lord, sorry, I got heated thinking about it. Somebody called me an ebony queen at work. <laughs> it was a customer. He said, "Hello, my ebony queen." And I said, "Okay." Hey, Elisa right. wasn't. Hey, Elisa, black women. Oh, black women always get compared to desserts when it comes to like when it's like, oh, hello, my beautiful milk chocolate queen. Yeah, like my little butterscotch, honey. Oh. I'm like, listen, I had a guinea pig named butterscotch. Actually, no, that was my cousin's guinea pig. She had named butterscotch. Don't call me butterscotch. I'm sweet like that, but not to you. You know, I don't even like butterscotch. It don't taste good. That's like a pudding for like. I fuck with it still. No, if I'm in a senior home and they give me butterscotch, I'm switching senior home. <laughs> we don't play that. It's chocolate only. What do you think this is? <laughs> Eating butterscotch is like cannibalism. <laughs> Jesus. Also, shameless self plug. I dropped the best of 2019 playlist on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, I'll probably link it down below somewhere because I got two different usernames on those. But yeah, check them out. They fire. Yeah. So um. Check us out on social media. Let us know what you guys think of the podcast. Thank you guys so much um, for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. And I, you know, Jan and I also really appreciate all the love you guys have been uh, showing us, you know, in the past episodes. So thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you on the next, ep- next episode. Today's the